Hi folks, my name is Rick Pearson and this is Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. You know, last week we were interviewed by Dr. Rod Hembray of Bible Discovery TV, and Dr. Hembray's assignment was to test the spirit of the prophecies behind Prophecy USA. He questioned us on the meat and potatoes of what we've been saying for the last three years then and there, and how those words are being fulfilled today in the here and now. So stay tuned as we conclude that meal with the prophetic dessert of coming future events according to this amazing book that we call the Holy Bible. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Last week, we talked about current events concerning the New World Order and how we warned folks for the last three years, both on TV as well as in our best-selling book, The Hour That Changes Everything, of what we felt was coming. Now, in 1 John 4, 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they're of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. Now, amazingly, traditional prophecy teachers who have told us for years that America is nowhere found in Scripture are now following our lead, writing books about the New World Order, the Great Reset, warning us of the coming tribulation, and yet still refuse to acknowledge that America plays a pivotal role in Bible prophecy. Major Christian networks across Canada and the U.S., have not exactly accepted us or brought us on to interview our findings. However, some are more concerned about the second coming of Donald Trump than they are the second coming of Jesus Christ. But when it comes to Bible prophecy, Dr. Hembray holds my feet to the fire in this next interview. And as a founding producer of this program, he cuts me no slack whatsoever to make sure that our teaching is solidly founded upon this amazing book, the Holy Bible. So join us right now, immediately after this short documentary, as Dr. Hembray tests the spirit of what we proclaim from the Holy Scriptures, then and there, and what we're seeing happening right now in the here and now before our very eyes in North America. Listen to this. Since the end of World War II, the United States of America has stood in the gap to protect smaller nations from dictatorial rulers who would ravage them. She has fought communism, socialism, and brutal theocratic regimes around the globe, and done so, as most surmise, under the protocol of Judeo-Christian principles. Principles that spread democratic policy, allowing people to be free to vote, free to own property, and freedom to practice their religion, and the ability to live freely and pursue happiness with liberty. However, according to prophetic scripture, there is a coming day when that will radically change. A global new world order will rise with a Marxist secular humanist government. 
It will attempt to replace God with government and will not tolerate anyone who follows Judeo-Christian protocol. However, before that government rises, God has promised the seventh kingdom, Babylon the Great. Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift a shout against thee. Before the new world order comes to power, there is a remnant inside of Babylon that are called to raise up a shout, a shout against Baal worship, a shout against child sacrifice, a shout against the beast who desires to control, manipulate, and put people under the fascist rule of a one-world godless government. If you have been watching national and world events, you should realize that the mindset of the beast is not coming, it's already here. It has infiltrated the governments of North America. It has no plan to back down from its agenda no matter what lies, what deception, or what immoral, unethical tactics it takes. Secular humanists are determined to achieve their agenda and fulfill Bible prophecy. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill His will, and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. According to the written infallible word of God, it is not a matter of if this word will be fulfilled. It's only a matter of when this word will be fulfilled. For only God knows the appointed time. Okay, I'm an American. And, and see, for me, uh, I'm also a Canadian, but I'm an American, I'm a dual citizen. And it's hard because I grew up in the school system uh, in the United States of America. And the first time I went to school, um, I, I remember first grade, we were praying. And then the next day, uh, it was about halfway through the year, they said, well, we're not going to pray anymore. You know, we, we have a moment of silence. And then at the end of the year, the next year, we never prayed at all. And then in grade six, we used to say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic Absolutely. for which it stands, one nation under God. And, and this is important because then they stopped doing that. And all of these things began to diminish. So I, I see America as America the Great, but not anymore. I don't see America that way anymore. But America's, so many people still see it that way, and yet you're calling it Babylon. Well, America's the greatest country in the history of the world because she was raised up by the hand of God. In... in um, November 11th, 1620, the pilgrims came across the Atlantic Ocean and they came at, at Plymouth Rock and they cut a covenant with God and they said, we dedicate this land to the carrying out of the gospel. And, and that was all in God's plan. And America grew under a covenant. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 15, she became the head and not the tail. He blessed her fields going in, going out. He gave her the greatest military in the world so she could sit on the seven mountains of the earth and, and police. The word is kathamia, means to police over. And America is the greatest country in the history of the world, the most technically advanced, the most blessed. If you follow my voice, if you obey my voice, these things will happen. But if you don't obey my voice, for every verse of blessing, there are three verses of curses that will happen. And this is all from the Mosaic Law. God cut a deal with Israel. God came down and cut a deal with Israel. But America reached up and cut a deal with God. And all of us can walk in, in your own 
personal covenant if you want one. You can have a covenant just like Abraham had. But America and the soul of America has broke covenant with God. She's become the habitation of every foul and unclean spirit. And 400 years after that covenant was cut, something happened in America on November 3rd, 2020. What happened? There was a spiritual coup d'etat that happened in the United States of America with her leadership. There was a shift, a major shift took place when the Biden administration came in and anyone who's observing what's going on from the time they came in, America has slid down. She's, she's run away from her enemies seven ways in Afghanistan. That's a curse. If you obey my voice, your enemy will come at you and they'll run seven ways away from you. They'll run away from you. We left Afghanistan and we ran from a little Taliban army. Meanwhile, three million people invading America right now because the walls have fallen. That's another curse. It says your walls will fall and your enemies will come in. Then it says the land that I blessed and the, the fruit of all your labor and I will prosper you because God's a good God. He wants his people to prosper. But if you disobey my voice, the land will not bear fruit. And when Joe Biden cut off the Keystone Pipeline and cut off the energy, now the land's not producing and we got energy problems all over the world. These are three curses that, that they opened the door since the Biden administration came in and now we're, we're in a situation where we've gone to Romans 1 where we've had a reprobate society where good is evil and evil is good and people don't understand what's right and what's wrong. And if you're a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, people think you're evil. And that's a lie right out of the pit of hell. <laughs> and I tell you, there, I mean, there, there have been people. I mean, there's, there's Christian schools in Florida. They're uh, being attacked. And they're being attacked. And the regular media is going after them and, and attacking them. And all over the place, it's happening. So this is what happens. This, this, this is all what happens in Babylon the Great. Hmm. America's fulfilling prophecy right now. Again, I want to mention the book is available at your website. And yes. your website is prophecyusa.com, prophecyusa.com. It is a good book. I've read it. Dot org. Is, it, what's that? Dot org. Prophecyusa.org. Prophecy Sorry. Dot org. Org. Couldn't get uh, calm. Okay. Well, it's sometimes expensive. Anyway, uh, the idea is that if you get this book, you'll be able to read all of this and have this material that you can study. It. It's, it's really very, very interesting. Now, this new world order that's coming about, and uh, you talk about early Prime Minister Trudeau, then we talk about the current Prime Minister Trudeau as we speak today. Um, there's been a number of things that have happened and have taken place, and, and it's, it's like, as a Christian, as somebody who believes in God and has loved the Lord for 40 years or more, um, I look at this and I say, what, what is this country? because I'm a Canadian too, what is this country? What in the world is going on? What are the things, the next things in the new world order that we will see? We will see, uh, just like in the Netherlands, they want to take, take private property and private land away from the farmers. 
that's why they're they're doing this with the um, fertilizer. They're cutting back the fertilizer, so the farmers can't make money. And then and then just like in the Netherlands, the government in the Netherlands is offering to buy the land from the farmers. So that's called collectivization. Now here's something that's very very strange. You hear everyone talking about a food shortage. If you have a food shortage, why would you cut the fertilizer for something that's going to happen 10 years from now called climate change? But people are going to die this year, and these folks want to cut the fertilizer, which will lower the food production. They are going to answer for everything they're inflicting on the nations of the earth. God is watching. God is watching. And this is what invokes judgment. What I do unto you, God will do unto me. If I'm, if I'm treat that's you, yeah. that's justice. And so this is all uh, um, climbing up towards that day when the tribulation begins and God hands the planet over. They want a nation without God and a world without God. God will give them that. But the things that they're doing now, these initiatives, are going to hurt people. The inflation is hurting people. They don't care because they want control. And they go back to that three stage. If I control the food, I can control you. If I control the energy, I can control the nation. And if I control the money, the money I can control the world. This is what they want to do. And the new digital currency that's coming is all about controlling you so you can't get your money out of the bank unless you meet certain criteria and you you gotta you gotta walk and do exactly what they say or they're going to make your life miserable and they're already doing it right now and they don't care hmm. I have friends in, in uh, Haiti that are feeding 650 kids a day and now we're talking about food shortages people are going to die because of these initiatives that they're doing and they don't care but we're on to you we're on to Trudeau we're on to the World Economic Forum we're on to your agenda it's all in this book you're not doing anything that the Bible didn't say you're going to do and just like Hitler failed Mussolini failed there's coming a day when you're going to fail and it's going to be really bad the, the cost of that uh, God is perfect injustice. He is the perfect judge. And I think what you said is so true, and it's in the Bible, that you want to treat others as you would like to be treated. Yes. And But the dictators are the, let me just say it this way, the original plan of these leaders who don't seem to love God, don't seem to know God, is to dominate. And when they dominate, they want to control. And we've seen examples of control through the scripture. This idea of a rapture is always fascinating because people will always say to me, well, I don't believe in a rapture. You know, you're chasing fairy tales and all that. And other people say, well, it's a rapture in the mid-tribulation. And we've got fights in the Christian church about rapture, rapture, rapture. Rapture's not in the Bible. Trinity's not in the Bible. All the, you know, the catching away or the taking up is clearly in the Bible. Yes. So my question is this. What in the world is the rapture? When's it going to happen? According to scripture, there's one time sequence that will tell us when it's going to happen. In Revelations 
19, 19, 1 through 6, John is caught up into heaven. And there's rejoicing in heaven. And it says, uh, a multitude of voices are rejoicing. For God has judged the woman, has judged Babylon the great, and, and poured his wrath out on her. And then it says on verse 7, For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and the bride hath made herself ready. The marriage supper of the Lamb is what happens right at the beginning of the tribulation period. Babylon is destroyed before or during the time of the rapture. That's the only time sequence in Scripture that nails it. Now, if you say America's not Babylon, if you say a, a Babylon's going to be in the tribulation period, it messes everything up. You can't understand it. But all of a sudden, you pull, you look at the time sequences and pull that nation, that rich, powerful nation, out in front before the tribulation comes. And when she's judged, the marriage of the Lamb begins, there you have the time sequence. And somebody said to me, I don't believe America's in the Bible. And I said, well, then why does she meet 53 descriptions? And they just look at you like a deer in the headlight. They haven't got a clue. They don't know scripture and they will not read. But somebody told them and somebody told them this. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. Folks, we're in the end times. It's, I don't, I'm not against watching Dancing with the Stars or watching, but it's time to get in the Word and find out not what in the world's going on, find out what in the Word is going on because we're coming here to a climax. This thing is coming down. It's happening. Hmm. So God moves in and removes His people and suddenly there is a mass exodus and... This is what your next book is about. The next what book, is it called? <laughs> the next book is called The Coming Exodus, Unveiling America's Future. And it's all, the, when I say the Exodus, we're talking about um, that 400 year period of time, you know, from the, from the, mm -hmm. yep. from the day that uh, they cut a deal with God, the pilgrims did at Plymouth Rock, they cut a covenant. 400 years is a divine period of time. Egypt controlled the Israelites for 400 years. But at the end of that 400 years, God sent Moses to the Pharaoh and he said, give my people up. Now 400 is a derivative of 50 times 8. 50 is the time of Jubilee and 8 is the time of new beginnings. That's the new beginnings is when Noah and his eight family members came out that's a time of new beginnings. At the end of this 400-year divine period of time, on November 3rd of 2020, we had a shift. We had a shift when the Biden administration got in power and started changing everything about the Constitution. And everything starts falling apart at the seams. So when, when um, Moses was there, he said, let my people go. Pharaoh started persecuting the Israelites. And the more signs and wonders that came, the more they persecuted. You touch God's anointed, you've touched God. What you do to his, what you do to a Jew, God will do to you. When, he, when, when these people come against the Christians and start persecuting us, that's the final stage of Babylon because judgment will come down. Now, when, when uh, God judged Egypt, 
it was a, a two-edged sword. He brought judgment to the Egyptians, but he brought deliverance and freedom to the children of Israel. And so that's exactly what happens at the end of Babylon. It's a two-edged sword that comes down. The world is handed over to Satan, but God says to his children, come up, it's time. And instantaneously we're caught up in the midst of mass global confusion. And then after the dust settles and the smoke clears, after that one hour event, and it's in Revelation 18, 8, 18.10, Revelation 14.7, Isaiah 13.19, and uh, Revelation 14.7. It all talks about that one hour judgment. He says in, the, in uh, Revelation 3, to us, and he's speaking to us, because you have kept my word, I will keep you from the hour of trial that shall come upon the whole earth. I give unto you an open door that no man can shut. Just like when, when Moses and the children of Israel came out of that Egyptian bondage, we're going to come out of this supernaturally and we'll be caught up. And after the dust settles and the smoke clears from the sea of humanity will rise a one world government. A global census will be given and a mark will be issued on the right hand and on the forehead. And if you're here during that time, don't take the mark. This is the revelation that I was given over a period of seven days. That's what I was told. Now I can, I've got scripture to back all of that. And because the book is being fulfilled, how do you test prophecy? If the thing comes to pass, it's that true. is the thing which the Lord has spoken. Yeah, it's true. And you're not saying that you know the day or the hour or anything. No. That's not what you're saying. No, because no, nobody no. knows the day or nobody knows the hour. Nobody understands that because that's only the Father. That's right. Because that's the Galilean wedding. Um, the book is called uh, The Exodus. The Coming Exodus. The Coming Exodus. It'll be out probably in October. And, okay. Um, it Where goes, can they get it? We, we're not sure yet because of paper shortages. Okay. So I don't want to. I don't want to nail that down. All right. But they but can, you can get it pre-order. You can pre-order. Mm -hmm. You can go to our website and pre-order, and we'll make sure you get one of the first copies. All right. Very good. So that's the coming Exodus. The coming Exodus. That's going to be really interesting, and I, I like how you've tied it in because it's true with Israel being with in, yes. in Egypt, and uh, America because it really is true. Uh, Four hundred years. Four hundred years. And the same time that... That's by the way, eight is also the number of Jesus Christ. I didn't know reasons. that. But anyway, we, that's, those, that's numbers, but we can talk about that another time. But it's interesting because God has promised us that we will not be bearers of his wrath. No, we won't. His wrath is coming, and we have not seen the wrath of God. We've seen the wrath of man, and we've seen the wrath of Satan. We've not seen the wrath of God. And I personally don't want to see that wrath. And I would encourage you to not see the wrath of God, to bring your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and bring it down. Because God needs, he's, he's going to come and he's going to judge. And we need to get with him and say, Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me of my sin and help me today. Because I believe you died on the cross and you rose again. And I need you in my life as Lord, in Jesus' name.
Amen. Now, when you pray that prayer and you really mean it, God will change your life. Trust me, he will. And that's very important. So, Rick, this is really important. And we need to remember that we can get the book. But at the same time, you know, if somebody is given a choice to take a mark on their hand or their forehead, then Don't my question it. is they probably were not aware necessarily of the rapture or they were aware of it, but they didn't really pay attention to it, but now they're thinking about if it. If you miss the rapture, Jesus said, pray that you might be counted worthy to escape. He said, pray that you might be counted worthy to escape. Salvation is a gift from God. Yes, it is. Jesus paid the price on the cross. The rapture is a reward to the believers at the time that he comes, those who are fulfilling their calling and working and doing what they're supposed to do. Mm. And he will reward them. That's why only five out of seven churches, I'm sorry, five out of seven churches in the book of Revelation are rebuked. Yes, they are. They're, in, they're into all kinds of immorality. They're mishandling their money. They've lost their first love. Uh, they're lazy. They're lazy. They're not working for the Lord. They're not doing his. And only Smyrna, who's being persecuted, and Philadelphia. Philadelphia that's 30% of the body of Christ, according to Scripture. Now, no one can say, I can't say, you're going to be raptured, and I'm going to be, or you're not going to be, and I'm. that is not for us to know. That's God's decision. Pray that you might be found worthy to escape, is what he said. Now, that sends a chill down my spine. And it makes me work a lot harder right now. It does. Especially because I know that I know that I know that this thing's happening. Hmm. I, I, I watch it and I look in this book. And, you know, you said something that I just um, found a verse for. And it says that the Lord has no delight in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would come to him and repent and receive his salvation. God is a good God. God wishes above all things that we prosper and be in health, but he's also a God of laws. If you don't follow his way, it's like gravity. Yeah. Gravity affects all of us. Sin is like that. Hmm. If, you, if you disobey his voice and walk outside his word, and the litmus test is how you treat other people. If I treat other people the way I want to be treated, I fulfill all the law. Now, I have to ask Jesus to forgive my sins and apply the work of the cross. But if you're nervous what you're hearing right now, just do unto others what you'd have them do unto you and listen for that still small voice. And when he says, say a kind word to that person, you go ahead and do it. Or give somebody maybe a financial gift or help somebody or go and teach a Sunday school class. Whatever that still small voice is telling you to do, go and do it. And there will be joy at the end of that when you serve God. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. But uh, people have to realize we are in serious, serious times right now. History records that the greatest exodus in the Bible was led by Moses. But according to Scripture, Another exodus is coming. It's bigger, better, and is beyond any other mystery that is contained in Scripture. But how does the United States of America play a pivotal role in this unfolding mystery? 
Prophecy USA is proud to present the latest book by Rick Pearson, The Coming Exodus, Unveiling America's Future. This exciting and timely new book is coming soon. And now, when you send a gift of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling, you will receive the book, The Coming Exodus, Unveiling America's Future, as soon as it's available. Call today, 1-888-306-1759, or visit prophecyusa.org to be one of the first to unravel one of the greatest mysteries in Scripture.